BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Friend of a Friend. It's your host, Olivia Perez. I cannot believe that today is December 6th. We actually only have one more episode of 2021 to close out the year. And I cannot believe that we are at the end of this year. A little housekeeping before we start the show. Next week's episode is actually going to go live on December 14th, the Tuesday, not Monday. I know we're really used to starting the week together, but I promise you the 24-hour wait will 100% be worth it. So we'll see you next Tuesday instead of next Monday. Before we start the show, I want to give a very fair warning to hide your credit cards, forget your bank account info, whatever it is, because I can promise you that there is no one on this planet that makes me want to shop more than today's guest, Gabrielle Waller. She is known as fashion's best kept secret, and she's the go-to personal shopper for celebrities like Hailey Bieber and Rosie Huntington Whitley, as she's able to source one-of-a-kind, hard-to-get items that are highly coveted by the industry. We're talking the new Bottega bag, Bottega shoes, rare Chanel bags, whatever it is, if you can DM it to Gab, she will find it for you. Her business has garnered such worldwide success that she actually started it in Sydney is where she's from and she's now moved to Los Angeles and I'm so excited to have her here because we actually get to meet in person. So I'm thrilled to have her on the show today because she is going to share with us her insights on what it's like to build a business based on impeccable customer service. And I, of course, had to pick her brain on what it's like to have literally the best job in the world. Just in time for the holidays, she shares her must-have items, so you are welcome in advance for all of the incredible gift ideas. I hope you guys love today's episode. If you haven't followed the show yet, find us wherever you listen to your podcast. And please, as a Christmas gift to me, make sure that you follow, rate, and leave us a review. Thank you for tuning in and have an incredible week ahead. We'll see you next week on Tuesday, December 14th for our last episode of 2021. Here's my friend, Gabrielle Waller. Guys, this day is so exciting because we have the one and only Gab Waller here today, which is so crazy. She is someone that I deeply admire. I have a really hard time following you on Instagram because it's just fueled my shopping addiction. But you've also become a close friend. And so I'm so happy to have you here and get to hear your story and share it with everybody. Yes, I'm ready to get into it. I'm excited. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's, um. oh my goodness, can you believe it's been three months that I've been here in LA already? No, I, and like, so guys... New, breaking news, Gabby's <laughs> moved to LA from Australia, where you were pretty much your whole life. Obviously, yes. you lived here for a little bit, but yes. you were there forever. You built your business there. 
and saw a major opportunity to move to LA. And so she is a freshly minted LA lady now. Yeah, I can't believe it. I mean, it's gone so quick, but it's also pretty insane, like how much it feels like home so quickly. Yeah. I mean, I did live here for that period back in 2016, but I just feel like I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. Right. Which is just, yeah, it, it's, it's surreal to finally be here. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you like it. Yes. We're so happy to have you. <laughs> So your story, as I mentioned earlier, is so inspiring to me. You've created such an unbelievable career for yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's been really fun to be just a distant follower watching it grow from afar. But I know you haven't always been in fashion. So I'd love to hear from the beginning your story of how you got to where you are today. So what were you doing before all of this happened? Okay, sure. So straight out of school. So if, if we do rewind back to school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I never even thought like a career in fashion would be possible for me. I'm from like a very small town. So it wasn't even on my, on my radar at the time. So straight out of school, I went into working for the government. And at the time it was kind of just like, you know, the first thing that I could, could think of. I didn't want to go to university because I didn't know what I would want to study. So I thought that would just be, you know, something easy to kind of figure out my next step. But looking back now, it was absolutely the best decision I ever made. I feel, you know, I'm, I'm a December baby. So I think at that point I was like 17 and working in office with like, you know, people that were, you know, quite a bit older than me. So I matured really quickly and I was able to learn like a lot of skills and, uh, you know, bits and pieces within like a professional workspace very early on. So I think that kind of helped now running my own business just to have that maturity and and that knowledge and skill from, from those early government days. But after that, I think there came a period where I was like, this is amazing. But my creative like urge was just ready to get out of there. And I started buying more fashion for myself. And I think that's where I was kind of like, I really love this. And I, I want to like, explore doing this as a career. And that's kind of where I decided to, yeah, jump into it. I always like to get a little bit into the nitty gritty there because I have so many people that reach out looking to shift career options and mm -hmm. try something new. And I would love to hear if there was like one little anecdote or something that you can remember that helped you get in the foot, your foot in the door in terms of styling. Because again, sure. like we were talking earlier, like to go from a government job into styling, yes. something totally new, off on your own, trying to get new yes. clients. Like, was there something pivotal in helping you shift industries completely? Yes, sure. I think looking back now, the biggest thing is like, the, you know, you have to be proactive. I think it's one of those things that, you know, back then I wasn't known in the fashion industry in Australia, let alone internationally. I mean, that was just completely not on my horizon. So I really had to be proactive. And I think it, it's, it's, you know, learning to not be afraid to, of, of rejection and getting a lot of no's because that was certainly my case in those early days, you know, reaching out to people and receiving that like, no, I, you know, no idea who you are. So I think if, if you, if you're willing to do that change, you know, almost like, you know, bring on that, that rejection because it, it will potentially happen and it, it's all part of it. And I promise getting on the other side of it is so worth all those no's that you may get. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I always say, especially as someone that pitches guests all day, every day yes. for every like a hundred no's, I get that one. Yes. Exactly. And it makes it all worth it. hundred percent. You have to persevere fast that, past that and be persistent yeah. with what it is that you want to achieve. hundred percent. I agree. So you were living in LA, you were styling, yeah. you moved back home to Australia. Mm -hmm. What was happening during that time that was the impetus for you switching from styling and going into 
buying a bit more. Perfect. So I feel at that time, it really was, you know, myself set on this idea that there was no one doing this in Australia. So I want to jump on this while the iron is hot. And so I could see it happening in other regions. I could see, you know, London and and the US. And I said, okay, this is like untouched territory in Australia. So those initial like few months, it was a lot of research, like a lot of market research, you know, how I wanted to how I wanted to do this. How am I going to get clients? How am I going to build this? And I think looking back, I did think very small. I never thought that I would be, you know, back here living, you know, working for myself here in LA. Like I just, that wasn't on my horizon. So I did start quite small, but I think that period of time, it was, you know, it was the research and then just jumping in there. And and again, I wasn't afraid to reach out to people, especially the, the clients in the early days. And that is how I got my initial 10 clients. And completely through word of mouth is how it has been built to what it is today. That's incredible. It's, it's pretty surreal, yeah. But you were also using social media at the same time, right? Correct, yeah. So that's like my biggest tool. And I think, you know, with the social media, the, you know, my client loves series. So that's something I really um, honed in on is, you know, sharing my clients and sharing, you know, them receiving their items or like, you know, sharing their positive experience. And I think that has like tremendously helped the growth of the business because, you know, that's, that's the word of mouth strategy right there. So you have your 10 clients, you're building your Instagram, working on getting them product sourcing, the whole thing. And an incredible moment happens with Rosie Huntington Whitley, um, which I feel like if you're in the fashion world is like this like fabled (laughs) story. Um, But would love if you could tell it for our followers of of how that that partnership that ended up lasting a really long time came together. Absolutely. So I was six months into the business and I, at that point in time, I was just, you know, swimming along really well. I had a really great you know, network of clients in Australia, perhaps maybe, you know, a few internationals, but, but nothing to kind of, you know, rave home about. And I remember Rosie posted on her Instagram story that she was looking for a particular Celine coat. And at the time I I saw it, but I didn't reach out because I thought, you know, she'll, she won't see my message. There's no point DMing her. So it was about a week later, one of our mutual friends, she's actually an incredible style uh, blogger here, in uh, what's our influencer here in the States, she messaged me and she said, I'm speaking with Rosie right now. Can you still get that coat? And I said, yes, I think I can. So I DM'd her and it happened so, so quickly. And then in January 2019, it would have been, Rosie posted it on her stories and on her feed. And the, the business really did blow up overnight. It was, it was crazy. That's absolutely insane. I mean, First of all, she's absolute goals in life. Yeah, she's, she's beyond. I think that there was a point in time where all the saved photos on my Instagram were all of her like closet mirror <laughs> outfits. And I was just like, how, how do you have so many good outfits? Yeah. How does one have so many good outfits? I hear you. It's, yeah, her style is immaculate. And it's the immaculate. amount of requests that I will receive. So she will post her outfit snap. And then the requests I receive following that is, I mean, it's incredible. It's really interesting to see the, like the style influence that she has. Power of social media right there. That's crazy. How did you deal with like the insurgence of probably thousands of requests coming in afterwards? Because let's be real, like the idea of a fashion bounty hunter in my mind is like (laughs) the most, like that's kryptonite for fashion lovers. Like being able to talk to somebody that can source these pieces. It's like, it's like taking 
what the real real and the e- and eBay have been doing for years, but like yeah. making a human touch point to it and making it easy and fast. Like yeah. I don't have to sit on eBay for 12 hours and try to find the Chanel bag that I've wanted yeah. forever. I can talk to a person who can get it for me right away. Absolutely. So <sighs> I'm sure so that the just rush to your Instagram was enormous. It was. It was surreal. And so, you know, we're three years in business now. And to this date, we are an Instagram-based business. So right. a lot of our requests do come through by a DM. And it is for that reason that you were just saying, like, you know, the how easy it is to get in contact with us and how easy it is to send in a request. It's, it's you know, we, I think that's something I, I pride myself on. But following that post, it was insane. So at the point, at that point in time, it was just myself and I had an assistant in um, Paris who, Amory, he's been with me from pretty much day one, still to this day. And I just remember, oh my goodness, yeah, we'll never forget it, but it was just surreal. And just to think that that was happening to me was insane. But I think it was also something that, you know, I had to, you know, tie it up and say, okay, I've got to jump on this now because this is like such an incredible opportunity. And I think, you know, you know, doing some of the stuff that I did early in the early days, you know, because it could have gone the complete opposite direction. I, I, you know, couldn't have handled it all and it kind of crashed and burned. So yeah, very kind of happy with how that all panned out. Okay. How did you know the coat was there? Okay. So this is like was, the million dollar question. I'm like, yes. every time you tell the story, I'm like, but how did you know it was there? It's like she yes. has a sixth sense for designer clothes, guys. She's like, it's here. It's in the store in Copenhagen. It's in the store in Tokyo. I know that it's there. I can feel it. It's like she talks oh to God. clothes. I wish I had that. I swear to God. <laughs> so the the story is, um, so the coat was coming from a, a boutique in Copenhagen and I was speaking with the owner probably only a week prior her name's Denise and she said you know we have this coat and this was kind of the very very early days of clients requesting old Celine it hadn't even kind of you know reached that peak yet was old Celine on the gram yet it was okay so it was like was it was there but it wasn't kind of like the 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 collections were still in the boutiques. Okay. So um, we hadn't done like that full transition. Right. So she said, you know, we have this code. And I, I remember going through my request. And I said, oh, I don't have anyone for it. But thank you so much for thinking of me. I'll make a note. And then, you know, I mean, talk about incredible timing. So, right. And that's why I just think it was so meant to be. Right. You know, a week later, Rosie requests it. So, it, yeah, it, it couldn't have happened more perfectly. Do you guys still work together now? Uh, Rosie? Or, yeah. Yes. Yes. We, um, I just sourced her. Two pairs of shoes. Um, well, guys, yeah. keep an eye out yeah, for another them devastatingly soon. good <laughs> Instagram yeah. of just something probably amazing. Yes. Just keep an eye yeah. out. And if you see it go up, just know that I'm dying. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. And I know yeah. you work with a ton of other celebrity clients now, like Hailey Bieber. I've seen you source for Jen Atkin. I actually think how I found you is through Jen and I Mariana. I ask how you found me. Yeah, I think it was through Jen and Mariana a long okay. time ago, like yes. two years ago. Okay. Maybe when you had sourced the first thing for them. That is That would make sense because I remember Jen, I, I sourced her some Bottega heels, like those mesh yep. beige heels. And yes. that was like mid-2019. Yep, those were them. Something I really love about your work and I think is an avenue in fashion that people often don't talk about is that it's not, um, sure, there's an artistry to to finding beautiful things, but I feel like these really business savvy, numbers-driven, spreadsheet-driven jobs in fashion aren't as spoken about as much Mm -hmm. as I wish they were. I have so many friends that are math nerds that love fashion, and I'm like, there's a place for you. They meet somewhere. And I loved when you and I were talking recently, you were talking about 
this like bread and butter that you have. And I know you just mentioned it with the boutique in Copenhagen. And you've always referenced back to this like insane master list that you have. And I'd love if you can tell us a little bit about that and how it's become integral to your business. Sure. And building my my network. Yeah. Because I I don't even know. She basically has a master list of all the most amazing (laughs) multi-brand retailers in the world. And I'm like, where does one begin? Yes. I mean, so that was prior to launching. So that period, I would say it was like a solid six months. That was so much research and then actively reaching out to say, hey, this is what I'm you know, just about to launch. I would love to start working with you. So I think that, you know, going directly to the boutique, absolutely we do that. But the hidden gems are very often hiding in those multi-brands. And so it's so important to have those relationships and so important for us to be on each other's radar. And yes, I I would say that I committed a good six months to, to building that. And it is just, I mean, it's pivotal to my business. If I didn't have those relationships, I definitely couldn't do what I do. So I want to rewind a little bit because I realize I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm way too excited about (laughs) clothes and fashion and things. When someone reaches out to you, they DM you on Instagram. Mm -hmm. They say, hey, I'm looking for this. Can you try and find it? Mm -hmm. What's the next step? You go back to your team. I'm assuming, do you go through the entire list of multi-brands or again, the sixth sense kicks in and you're like, I think it's here. Exactly. So I would say, so the request comes through via Instagram DM, sometimes via email, but either two of those channels. We we do also have WhatsApp, but I do usually direct clients to Instagram just because my team has access to that. I just got unbelievably stressed out by what your DMs look like. Oh yeah, it is. It is. It's pretty crazy. It's But thankfully I do have two assistants that handle okay. that as well. So we, over a 24 hour time period, those DMs are always on and someone's act like available to to respond. But the request comes through. I have a team member that logs that in our database. So we have a database where all of our, you know, open source and requests are in there. And you're right. It's kind of that sixth sense kind of kicks in where I may have seen it two weeks ago at this boutique or it's kind of, you know, oh, I saw it last month. It just launched in Paris. So I usually know which region to go to first. And then we kind of work out from there. Paris and London are are our two biggest sourcing regions, I guess, because of, you know, stock availability, pieces launching there first. But, you know, on the, on the, in the instance that it's not available there, which does happen, that's kind of where we broaden our horizon and really begin the, the hunt, the search. What's your favorite part about the fashion hunt? I think definitely going back to the client and confirming that it has been found, especially if it was for, you know, a particular occasion. I mean, we source a lot of wedding shoes and, you know, birthday dresses and can only assume thousands of Amina Mwadi. Spot on, spot on. That's 100%. Like my sister just got married and I like tried to search once and I was like, nope, I'm over it. Moving on. Someone go to Steve Madden. Like call it a day, guys. Oh my goodness, I love that. Nope. That's it. You're really going to have that determination in my world, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like be willing to, to, yeah, keep pushing through. And I think that's like a mentality that I have. Like I'm like, it has to be available somewhere. Like this right. shoe is not sold out across the globe. It has to be. So I think having that mentality is kind of what keeps driving me, even when it seems that it's impossible. But yeah, I think the the most rewarding part is definitely going back to the client and letting them know and, and you know, feeling their excitement and just being a part of that that experience is, is yeah, really re- so worth it. Gab's like the most hopeful person alive. She's like, it's somewhere. <laughs> 
Like, there's no way they just disappear. There's no way they're in everyone's homes. Like, yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's my, I have to have that mentality. Yeah. I don't blame you. I think that that's probably like a big driver behind your entire business is just the like mental capacity to mm-hmm. manifest it being somewhere. 100%. And it, yeah, yeah it, it's not easy. And I think, you know, even just yesterday, I, I posted a photo on my Instagram and it was, I went to Chanel and picked up some pieces and I, I took some pictures of the shopping bags and in, in my yes in the <laughs> in the boot and I was we like saw. oh like you know I almost want to say like this is you know don't be misled by what actually my job is it's not me walking into the boutique and, and right. sh- going shopping and like picking up a lot of pieces there's so much that happens behind closed doors and there is a lot of work that goes into it so yeah I was kind of like when I was thinking in person I was like oh, goodness like it's, I don't want my job to look easy because it's certainly the the opposite of that I mean mm-hmm. by the way I don't know if anyone thinks that I'm just gonna like maybe <laughs> jump to your defense here oh I love you because yes. I think for like if you followed you for a while like yeah. you see people go in there and ask for the most specific things I'm yes. like I've never seen this Louis Vuitton <laughs> baby carrier in my life like how is she gonna find this thing and you always find it if you guys yes. go on her Instagram right now there's like literally highlights for days of like hashtag sourced by GW like oh. all these incredible things that she's found around the world so yeah I think we I think I'm going to give you the gold sticker and just say that I think that we know that you work really hard. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. What is the hottest thing you're being asked for right now? Because I feel like last time we spoke, I bet you it's different, which is just a testament to how quick fashion changes. Yes, actually, that is true. That is true. I mean, one thing that immediately jumps to mind, I'm not sure if you saw it on my Instagram. I posted the St. Laurent uh, boots. Oh, my goodness. I was going to DM you and be like, oh don't actually respond to this DM, <laughs> but this is me requesting it, but don't respond. Just ignore this request. Okay, I'll just mark unread. Yeah. Pretend I didn't no, see it. No, just pretend you didn't see it. Yeah. Those are stunning. Beyond. Beyond. And they're not, they're very, they look very thin. They look like a yes. sock. Yes, that's exactly what they are. I was fascinated. So they're like almost like a thick, stretchy sock boot is the best way to describe it. And they just slide on and... They're so beautiful. Yeah. Hailey Bieber just wore them in their campaign, right? Yes, and, and that's what set it off. I mean, because sure. they're just so good. Yeah. Like, I mean, she looks good in anything. Yes. Let's oh, be honest. 100%. Like, yes. anything. I'm sure it's so fun to buy for her. Yes, 100%. Like, yeah. and, and seeing her wear it and style it, it's, yeah, it's so fulfilling. I mean, she's got... Her style's impeccable. Impeccable. Yeah. Literally impeccable. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what stylist you're with, but all I know is that whatever, it's you. Yes. It's it's you. 100%. Yeah. I actually think she would be the number one celebrity that I get the most amount of like screenshots of to say, can you get me this? Yeah. It's Hailey style. I mean, as someone who also hits the save button often, (laughs) I can That makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. That tracks really, really well. Um, But wow, I'm actually kind of surprised to hear you say that those shoes are the most requested at the moment because they are quite specific. It's yes. not, you know, I, I, I feel yes. like in the past when we've spoken, it's been a Chanel loafer, a Chanel sandal, sure. something Chanel. That yes. feels a little bit more universal. Yeah. I think there's a difference between, you know, the most requested or the proving popular and then the actual, the, the best seller. So I, I don't think they'll be the best seller as such, but there's there's demand there. And the ones that I, I posted up yesterday all did sell. So, wow. yeah. And I think because... Again, it's that photo of Haley. It's set it off. Everyone wanted the boots from that. Okay, so you said that the the boots are most requested. Yes. What's like the best seller of the moment? Um, again, I I'm sorry to say, but it is Chanel. It's, it's unbelievable. Always, yes, it's, unbelievable. Yeah, it's it is insane. The amount of demand that it has, and 
the speed in which it sells out yeah. will forever. I mean, actually, I, I can't be surprised at this point, but it, it it fascinates me to 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 see it happen collection after collection. So in terms of kind of what's trending from this season, they've just come out with a really cute new little mule. It's almost like a patent mule, very summery. So everyone in Australia, I'm sure, is going to be loving it. Um, but they brought it out in black and in beige. So that's going to be yeah, popular one. I mean, of course, the dad sandals and of course the loafers. It's just like, what, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm to unfollow it's, you. I tell you this every time. If you see that I'm not following you one day, yeah. it's not personal. <laughs> it is for the sake of my financial future. Okay. okay, note to self, do not take it personal. No. Okay, the real reason... But I, I mean, obviously, I love you. I love your story. But yes. I brought you on today because it's the holidays, which yes. is like your literally like hell season. Like yes. it's absolutely crazy for you right now. You're getting so many requests for the holidays. Yes. And I would love to hear for everybody listening right now that is looking for amazing gifts. Yes. What are, if you can think of maybe the top three things that you think we should be gifting this holiday, what are they? Perfect. Okay. So I think one brand that jumps to mind that are doing beautiful accessories in general is Prada. They've just come out with this Prada phone case, embellished. I'm not sure if you've seen it. Um, she said embellished, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, great, done. Okay, I'll send it to you after this. No, um, no. <laughs> Cam, no. You're That's not listening to me. <laughs> I told him a bad influence. So it's, okay, it's just... <laughs> Wait, it's a makeup case? No, it's, oh. a, it's a phone case. So, oh, um, no. yeah, so it's really cute. And I've already got a few little requests for that. I think the, you know, jumping to perhaps a mess with their, like, their lipsticks and their now and their yeah. nail polish. Um, People love their lipsticks. Yes, yes. Like, and they look gorgeous. Yes. And I personally wear them. It's, like, my go-to. Yeah. Wow. They do really nice colors. So I think of, yeah, I, I think of that as gift giving. Although it's not in the, the luxury realm, but it's That's actually okay. on my give us a radar. Range. Yes. Because I just... I, I'm actually thinking of even purchasing them for some some client gifting. But Emmy J, I'm sure you've heard of. Julian the hair. and I have known each other since oh. we were infants. Oh, no way. Yeah, we oh, went my to all, like, school together all yes. the way, graduated together. Oh, yeah. that's a She's been building lot. that company since we were in middle school. No way. Yes. And I'll never forget when they got on Oprah's Favorite Things. She's crushing it. What? Oh, and now they have like um, clips that I see all over the internet. And I'm just yeah. like, wow, there you go. Like yeah. that to me is just a true, like a real story about oh. like persistence, keeping it going. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. Like you said, she's killing it. It's right. the best gift idea. What's the gift idea though? Because I know she has like the tray. Like the anything. tray. I mean, well, tray. I would do the trays or yeah. I would do the hair clips, but I think even the pop. Actually, we're becoming a very fine for the personalized. I think she does like a four to six week lead time on the personalized ones. But I think right. the hair clips in general, she just did like a new collection, I think only a few weeks ago. From I find that to be so cute too. Because like at home right now, I'm like, I'm about to start moving. Like it's absolute madness in my house. Yeah. But like where my hair ties and everything go, it's a mess. And she has these yes. like gorgeous trays they that like so it just cute. all kind of like lays out nicely. The colors yeah. I love. I'm actually... Moving into my apartment next month, so I'm going to get one. I think like the creamy yeah. ivory one. They're so beautiful. So beautiful. So I think that would be a great little gift idea. Another gift idea, speaking of trays, do you have you do you follow Seth Rogan? I don't, but should I? Yeah, he's he's got this amazing I don't smoke weed, but I have so many people in my life that clearly <laughs> smoke weed. Everyone and their mother. Yeah. Um and 
he started a company called Houseplant. Okay. And he basically, I know that he sells like part cannabis and then he is his own. He like, I can't speak English. He <laughs> makes his own pottery. Okay. It's gorgeous. Ooh. Like at home on like a kill and the whole thing makes it himself. And he basically makes all products that are for smoking weed. And he made this oh. gorgeous rolling tray that is like perfectly organized the way that somebody would roll a joint, which I have no yes. idea how to do. Yeah, <laughs> But I would assume that it's perfectly organized to do it. Yes. But it's a beautiful like marble that he like makes himself. And I absolutely, I just like think right now we're in a time where all these products are coming out. They're like making life a little bit easier and like yes. beautiful. Yes. Like whether it's like the hair tie tray or the rolling tray. And like, I love That's a gift so like that. Exciting. Like I think a gift, like a home gift like that, that makes something messy, but then beautiful. Yes. Love. 100%. Okay. Check yeah. it out. I like that. I know I've asked you this before, so I know the answer to your question. You yes. might actually be wearing it right now, but yes. what is the most coveted piece of clothing, accessories, oh. anything in your closet? Oh, Definitely. I, I mean, yes, the, the vintage Chanel. I mean, this is probably one of my... She's wearing the most gorgeous vintage pieces. Chanel black coat oh. I've ever seen in my life. She walked in and I was like... <laughs> like, here she is. Here, here she is. we go. Here to be uh, that influence yet again. <laughs> um, so probably that. I mean, whenever I wear my loafers, definitely, I think, yeah, they're highly coveted. So I think um, coveted. So... I think those for sure. I mean, my sandals, the, the Prada denim. You know the Prada denim collection that recently came out? Yeah, and they had like the crop top. Yes, yes. yes. I got the jacket, which I love. I've, I mean, even though it's been warm here in LA, I've been wearing it like in evenings. Yeah. So I think one of those, I have I'm. I feel as I'm pretty good in not caving into the the pieces that I'm sourcing, you know, so many right. of. Like the trendy pieces. Yes, I've got to, you know, hold, you know, refrain from doing that because it is so easy. And I think in the early days yeah. I did get a little bit carried away and I was purchasing pieces and I was like, this isn't my style. Like I'm never going right. to wear this. Right. But just because it's like the hot item, I was like, oh, you know, I, I want to have it. So but that's the epitome of fashion. That is it. You know? That is it. But I, I have trained myself ever so slightly to kind of, you know, really just purchase the pieces that I genuinely love and I know right. that I'm going to continue to wear. So yeah, those few that I just mentioned, I think are my heavy on rotation pieces right now. And it feels like all those pieces are just like very classic staples. Like, 100%. Even yeah. though you're someone that is sourcing like obviously really unique pieces sometimes, like a denim jacket, a, yes. an amazing black blazer, a loafer, like those are all things that I think every single person needs in their closet, they love, they can know they can put it on at any time, yeah. call it a day. 100%. Yeah. It's just like easy go-to. Yeah. Yeah. I love hearing you talk about just running a business. So I want to get a few tidbits of advice from you. Sure. You've always been such a big advocate for the fact that customer service is at the heart of your business. Mm -hmm. And I would love to hear what your best tip is for maintaining the optimal best customer service. Beautiful. So the one thing that jumps to mind is just communication in general. So I think from the moment a client contacts me, I mean, my written community, my team's written communication, it's something that I've been so heavy on from day one is that I just want it to be immaculate. And I think, you know, none of this like auto replies, we don't do that. Everything needs to be written because I want every client to feel special. So I, feel, I love that bit because I do think yes. the order reply thing makes it so impersonal. 100%. Whereas it kills it's like, me. It kills me. And something that I've loved that you've done from day one, you really do treat every single client the same. Absolutely. The everybody yeah. gets a response. Everybody gets, you know, the same product, same delivery, yeah. same thing. Absolutely. And that is so important to me. And I think in growing the business and training my team, that is something that is just absolute 
number one priority, I think. And, you know, because of the amount of DMs that we do receive daily, it is so easy to create an auto reply. But I just, I know that when I've contacted a, a company, I'm sure, you know, perhaps they're, they're, you know, smaller or bigger than myself. But if it is an auto reply, I just immediately feel disconnected. Right. I think in my business, the, the most important thing is personalization and those personal relationships. And I want every client to feel that they, you know, you are speaking with a person and you you may very well be speaking with Gab. I, I'd love getting on my DMs. Um, so I think, yeah, with customer service, I think that personalization and just the communication in general, if, if, you know, in a business such as mine, it is a service business. So everything is communicated so upfront and clearly to the client, whether it is, you know, how does this work or, you know, this is your tracking number or your item has been dispatched. Every single part, it needs to be communicated beautifully and, and really well. There's not a single person on this planet that I don't think wouldn't want your job. It's <laughs> You basically shop for a living. Who wouldn't want to do that? You're surrounded by gorgeous clothes, gorgeous accessories, but your career is also incredibly unconventional Mm -hmm. and highly specific and not something that a lot of people have done well and scaled in the past. I would Mm -hmm. love to hear your best piece of advice for what it is like to grow and forge an unconventional professional career. Beautiful. So I think in something that immediately jumps to mind is... Uh, and it's something that I've had to, you know, to learn along the way. But in order to scale, you you really are as good as the people in your team. So I think, although we are a small business, I think, um, you know, when you're in the position to do so, if you can make your first hire, jump at it. Because even just speaking with other, you know, you know business owners who have been on a similar path, as soon as you've kind of done that first hire, the number one, it takes so much weight off your shoulders, but the way that you can kind of grow from there, it's, you know, the possibilities are endless. But I think growing that team and, and you know, really nurturing that team is so important because I absolutely could not do what I do and scale to the way that I have in three years without, you know, my assistance and, and having that team beneath me. So I think, you know, although the business is my name, I always say that, you know, yes, I'm the face of it, but there is a team behind me and I'm, I'm in my position because um, of that, that support and, and the way that we, you know, I've trained them and yeah, what we've kind of grown together. I love that. Yeah. So you've just moved to LA. You yeah. are going to focus and probably be at the epicenter of celebrity VIP. It feels like a whole new chapter for you. That is so well-deserved and like just honestly so representative of the growth and success that you've achieved in the past few years. What's next? What are you excited about? What are you excited to tackle in LA? Amazing. So I think right now I'm just so happy to be meeting people face-to-face, clients, contacts. That's something that I haven't had in. I mean, there's people that I haven't met ever and we've been working together for three years so I think right now it's it's really important for me to be showing my face and to be connecting with people face to face because that isn't something that I've really been able to do from Australia so that's high up on my priority list but I think in general with the U.S. the biggest thing I mean the U.S. in general is our biggest client market so we will be introducing US invoice US dollar invoicing right. next month possibly January that's the little things guys yes, that's little it. things that that's make it. an experience yeah I, I got 100%. it more seamless so I think that's I mean all this time the my US clients have only been able to pay in Australian dollars I mean that same so little but I think you know exchange rates and all that kind of thing that's something that I knew that I had to get over here to be able to to launch that so I think yeah in summary the it, it's just growing the business here meeting clients face-to-face, meeting contacts 
face-to-face and um, continuing to really grow the business. I just want to highlight really quickly that we started off the show with you saying that you left LA to move to Sydney to start a business and propel an industry that you didn't think existed in Australia. But now you've left Australia to come to LA because your biggest clientele is in the United States. Yeah. So you're needed everywhere. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love what you do. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank, Thank you so you. much for being a friend. And Aww. like, I'm just so happy that you're here and that I get to meet you face to face and actually hang out. I'm such Same. a big admirer of yours and Aww. love you as a friend too. So thank, thank you, you so for coming much. on the show. Thank you, Liv. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week.